Hi everyone, welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. This week has been a crazy week full of different surprises. Check it out. Amanda Holly stops by to give us a little insight on what is going on in her music and her acting career. And David Leach tells us about his adventure on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And set front row. And what what you didn't see on TV is nightmares to see. All that and more coming up right now. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Xander Dames, and welcome to The Xander Effect. This week has been just, like, saturated with surprises, actually. And I uh, a lot of them are coming out of Comic-Con, actually. Um, starting with a personal favorite of mine, actually. And full disclosure, I am a little bit of a Trekkie. And for all you Trekkies out there, you're in for a treat. Comic-Con uh, decided to feature... A teaser trailer of the new Picard series that's going to be airing in 2020 on the CBS All Access uh, app. And um, it features uh, Patrick Stewart reprising his role as uh, as Jean-Luc Picard. No longer captain, of course, because it's been over two decades since he uh, was a captain of the Enterprise. And, um, man, I got to tell you, when I saw the trailer, it gave me goosebumps. It was a really good trailer, the way they made it. A little bit more, I don't know, I felt it was a little bit darker. Um, but, man, it was, it, was, it was really, really cool to see him uh, reprise his role. And there was a couple of cameos that was really cool to watch, too. Um, in the first, uh, first couple of scenes, you see him speaking uh, to the Admiral which uh, is actually Admiral Janeway. She's sporting some gray hair, and uh, it was really cool to see her, even if it was for a split second, because it really didn't like show her that, that well. But it looks like, apparently in the trailer, uh, Captain Picard, or I'm sorry, Jean-Luc Picard, gets approached by a young woman that needs some sort of protection, and this woman carries some sort of a secret. Um... The secret, uh, which is which is really interesting, um, because they ended up showing portions of a Borg cube. Now, who knows who this girl is? Who knows why she's seeking Picard for protection? But whatever it is, they're in for an adventure because it looks like uh, Jean Luc did not get the help that he needed from Starfleet. So it seems to me that he might be going rogue on this. And uh, he's decided to go ahead and recruit a few uh, new members for a brand new crew and a brand new ship. So it should be interesting to watch. But again, going back to the cameos. So, you know, Kate Mulgrew decided to, uh, you know, uh, grace the show with uh, her presence, along with another former Borg um, and former crew member of Voyager. Jerry Ryan reprises her role as Seven of Nine, only that the thing is that from what they showed with her, it seems like she has more of a personality. She's no longer like an automaton drone type. She has she seems like she's more, you know, she's more joyful, I guess. I don't know. I can't I couldn't really describe it, but it seemed pretty cool actually to see her. She still looks smoking hot, too. Um, Also, another interesting surprise which i'm not i don't I'm, i don't know how i feel about this and i don't know how they're gonna write him in they brought back data and if many of you uh have not seen star trek nemesis which is the last star trek movie that uh that the cast of the of the of star trek the next generation did um spoiler alert but data dies 
uh, saving Captain Picard in an explosion on a Romulan vessel. And the thing is that when he dies, uh, there is another android that they had found uh, earlier on in the movie uh, that they call B4. And um, B4 was less advanced than Data, way less advanced. He was almost like a newborn, pretty much. So seeing Data in on this show, especially at the end of the trailer, almost at the end of the trailer, was interesting because is it Data or is it B4 that is going to be doing that role? And not only that, he looked kind of weird too. Like his eyes were weird. I don't know. I I'm not. I don't know if I'm too keen on this new uh, Data or B4, whatever, whoever he is. Uh, for this, but we'll see what happens. We'll see exactly what what role he plays in this whole thing. Um, but man, at the end of the trailer, it was really cool to see Captain Picard say his catchphrase, which was "engage." That right there, that was really awesome to hear. That so I'm looking forward to seeing that next year in 2020 on CBS All Access. In other entertainment news. Again, coming from Comic-Con. Pretty much all this stuff that I'm telling you right now is coming from Comic-Con in San Diego. So it looks like they're coming out with another Blade. I don't know if it's a series or a movie, but I'm not, you know, the last Blade movies that that were shot with uh, Wesley Snipes, the last, I think it was the last, uh, the last two suck. (laughs) They sucked. They bombed at the box office. And then the series, they tried to do a Blade series, and that also didn't do too well. It was on Spike TV many years ago. That also didn't do too well uh, for TV ratings. It was canceled very uh, shortly after. So Marvel um, is coming out with another Blade, I guess, project starring uh, Marshala Ali. And uh, who knows how this one's going to turn out because so far it looks like if it's going to be something that's going to be streamed on Netflix, Marvel hasn't had too much luck with uh, a lot of their series on Netflix. Well, I mean, they have and they haven't. Um, they've already canceled a few of the shows, uh, you know, on Netflix uh, that belong to Marvel. So who knows exactly how that one's going to turn out or where it's going to be or what it's going to be. That's still up in the air, so we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, they did go ahead and combine forces with Disney, so chances are that there might something, they, they may actually, you know, uh, they may actually improve on some of this stuff. And uh, in in talking about their, their combination with Disney, they also teased on another Fantastic Four project, along with bringing back Wolverine. And this isn't going to be the your, the same Wolverine that was uh, that was played by Hugh Jackman. Obviously, Hugh Jackman's not going to be playing Wolverine because he you know he hung up his adamantium claws, and you know again, spoiler alert, he died in Logan. So more than likely, um, it's 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 uh, it's going to be another person that they're going to cast. There was rumors that Charlie Hunnam they were looking for Charlie Hunnam to go ahead and play the role of Wolverine. So that should be interesting actually to see that, but nothing set in stone. Nobody really knows exactly who's going to be playing the role of Wolverine. And also another thing, the uniform that he's going to be wearing is the original from the cartoon series, the the original yellow and black uh, uniform that Wolverine wore in the cartoons and in the comic books. So that should be pretty cool. I saw actually, uh, they showed a little bit of, of what, uh, what it looks like. And it looks pretty awesome to be honest with you. Another, uh, role that's coming back, uh, that was also announced at Comic-Con was, is Jane Foster is returning. Natalie Portman is reprising her role as Jane Foster in the new Thor movie that's coming out. And she is going to be wielding the hammer. She is playing the role of the female Thor, which makes sense because, well, it's Jane Foster. So (laughs) that should be interesting to see Natalie Portman return as Jane Foster. Uh, When they announced her, there was a thunderous, no pun intended, roar of applause uh, for the people. People love Natalie Portman, so they're really happy to see her return uh, as Jane Foster, and uh, it should be really interesting to see her as a, as a hero, as a superhero, actually, because she's always played, uh, you know, different roles. She's an incredible actress, and 
I mean, the closest she's ever come to a superhero was leading her people in the Battle of Naboo against the droid army in Star Wars Episode One. So it's, it, you know, it should be interesting to see her. It doesn't mean that she can't do it. I mean, obviously, if she did it in Star Wars, she can do she could play a hero easily in anything that she does. So it's going to be interesting to see that and. We'll see what happens. A lot of a lot more news coming out of Comic Con. You know, we're just gonna have to wait and see. You know where it goes. In other entertainment news, we I decided to go ahead and interview uh, an amazing vocalist, Amanda Holly, and uh, she's she's an up and coming singer and uh, with an incredible voice. Uh, has gone through a lot of things in her life, and uh, she decided to grace us with her presence on The Xander Effect. Check it out. Hi, everyone. I'm here with uh, the lovely, lovely Amanda Holly. There it is. That's the voice that we all listen to. <laughs> if I just introduce myself like that, like I'll just walk in. Right, just go and just do the Mariah Carey Yay! thing. <laughs> People will be like, what is wrong? <laughs> well, thank you so much, Manda, for being on the Xander Effect. Thank I appreciate you, that. And uh, we're right here at Urban Press Winery in this wonderful, wonderful little barrel room. Uh, thanks to owner Gio, Giovanni uh, DeAndre, for uh, allowing us yeah, to be Gio. here. So, hey. you know, it's really cool. So, Amanda, you got, you're here visiting from you're here visiting from New York. Is that correct? Yeah, well, actually, I guess I'm technically bi-coastal now. Uh -huh. I live in New York. I'm still based in New York in Manhattan, Upper West Side, technically. Yeah. But I'm here more than I'm home. So, so. how's that making you feel right now? A little jet lag and a little, like... I'm gonna fall asleep right now. I've I'm done. I've been here for I've been here for now for like five weeks now. You know, it was supposed to be a, a, a literally a one week trip. I thought you were actually to correction for because we've spoken. We've actually spoken all. Yeah, no, up, I've been here. You, I just went to you know what I did. I went to Arizona. Yeah. For Fourth of July holiday with my sister. Who ah. I just met like a year and a half ago. Um, wow, we're gonna get to like more family reunions <laughs> in a bit, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, keep going with that so, one. So I went, I went to AZ, went to Sedona, vibed out, went to some energy vortexes. I noticed that. To, I'm like stalking you on Instagram just so oh, you know. Okay. So I'm like watching all your no, videos you and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Research. That's I what. That's that. what we'll call it. It's research. It's my life easier. <laughs> I'm here. Um, and then yeah, then just came on out back out to LA. I did not go home. Yeah, because so. remember, I remember that we spoke on uh, oh. on Instagram Messenger like. Oh yeah, I'm only gonna be here for two weeks. Like yeah, no. a year later, and you're still. I, here. <laughs> I really genuinely thought that because we're shooting for a TV show that I'm a part of, uh -huh. and we were supposed to be wrapped with everything. And I guess technically, um, we did finish, but then there were other things connected to it that needed to get done. And then at the same time, there's stuff going on with music and other TV and film projects and business. So just. The trip just kept getting longer. Just longer and longer. Yeah. And, what's, and what's the TV show that you're working on? Can you talk about that? Or um, what are the projects It's a reality show. Mm -hmm. um, it's a reality show, and it is starring Bobby Chance. Um, I'm one of the main actors on the show. Um, and... Yeah, so we're kind of following my life and music and stuff like that. Wow, so this cool. is this is all just something it's just like fell on your lap, or was this already something so that was random? Really? Um, Do these things happen to you a lot, like random yes, events like this? Yes. So okay, so this one is like a trippy story, but when when I was a little girl, I saw this show on TV, and I saw this blonde lady working with these actors, and she was like so phenomenal, and I was like, I don't know her name. You know, I think she's in California. How would I ever get to California? Because I grew up, you know, with nothing really, not a lot, no, you know, broke. It's like Jenny from the block, but you yeah. were like also, yeah, you yeah. know, Amanda from the block. Careful, right there. Not call here. Um, yeah, so I didn't have, you know, the things that most people have. Even even people who are impoverished in our country, a lot of times they at least have a family, mm -hmm. um, strong family base, and I didn't have that either. So mm -hmm. I pretty much did everything on my own from the time I was a little girl. Wow. And then I had aunts and uncles around who would help along the way, teachers and stuff like that. So I'm like, how would I ever get to... California, you know? If, like, you, if you dream it, yeah, it could actually happen. Yeah, so crazy. And I was always a singer, mm -hmm. obviously. But I also... Since what up, age? 
Um, I started singing before I spoke. Really? I picked up a violin at two and a half. Wow. My mom was a concert cellist, and oh, I was in the orchestra okay. pit with her, um, and just... You know, I just thought that was what I was supposed to do: learn all the lines, learn all the music. So when you were like play crying, and when you were like crying, like actually she's she's practicing for opera. Yeah, they just, so. yeah. <laughs> she's practicing her arias. Uh-huh. My parents, when I was an infant, they were actually homeless together, and wow. they used to play and sing in alleyways and on rooftops. Wow, talk so, about like a West Side Story type of really like crazy. My my mom went to Manhattan School of Music. She was a trained concert cellist. Freaking phenomenal, studied under people of Pablo Casals, and my father wrote for Sarah Vaughan, and he's, uh, his name is on the records, but he never saw his royalties. And my parents both did phenomenal, incredible things. They both suffered from mental illness, uh-huh. horrifically. Um, and my dad wasn't in the picture after that point. I didn't meet him again until I was a little girl, maybe third, third grade or so, mm-hmm. remember. And um, I found out that he was a writer, and that wow. explained why I'd been composing from like two. So you had like the gen- it's in your genes Very already weird. to be what you are. So I love LA. Uh huh. I love LA. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 put that one out there yes, first. I, love LA. I couldn't choose between New York or LA. I feel like they're both vital to my existence right mm-hmm. now as an artist. Really important. But I was exhausted and stressed. Well, isn't that the life of an artist, though? Yeah, it is. That's it just is. that's just the life. It is. It is. It's just it, you know, it's been my life since I was born. So sometimes I'm like, I'd like a little break, but it never happens. And I never trade my life for anything. Like my my art is everything to me. So we come out here and we have a meeting on the Disney lot that morning, mm-hmm. the next morning. And I'm like, oh, this must be why, you know? It was, <laughs> that was a pretty incredible meeting, mm-hmm. um, and really like just mind and spirit altering as it was. I was already on cloud nine, like yeah. wow. And then that night, Ralph said, let's go see my friend, he's shooting and we go see And Ralph is your manager, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Ralph, my manager. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, Ralph Cooper, the second of the Apollo Theater legacy. Nice. Um, and we stumble up into <laughs> this studio and I look and my heart falls out of my chest because it was the place that I saw on TV when I was a little girl and there was that lady and I found okay her name is Bobby Chance you know wow. and the minute that I met her it was just like whoa and I was just like oh I just love to go to class one day lo and behold here I am a part of the show um, I one of my the other songs that I really loved and I told you this earlier was uh, ugly piano ugly. Yeah, yeah, so ugly. Well, the name is ugly, not ugly piano. Because yeah, that's what I saw it on YouTube. Is oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I haven't, because even, you, because I haven't you, officially recorded it yet. Because you know, because looks like you know how to play the violin. Yes. The piano. Yes. What other instruments do you know how to play? Um, I should play the guitar. But see, okay, every instrument I've learned, I've played and self-taught myself from the time I was two and a half. Wow. You yeah. self-taught. Yeah, my mom, being a musician, she's like, you already know what to do. Like, she put me in Suzuki class when I was, like, two and a half, you know, at, at the state university. And then after that, it was just like, okay, you know. And everything you've written, everything you've written, has it come from personal experience? Or yes. what inspires you, actually? I don't write about anything I don't know. I mean, every single song that comes out of me... First of all, I don't even feel like I write them. I feel like they write themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Ugly was a really dark night of the soul for me. And I was asked to to bear everything in the song. I could tell. I heard the lyrics to it. By a really incredible songwriter who I'll be working with. Uh,
hard for me. And I didn't really want anybody to hear that song, you know, and my manager Ralph was like, we're gonna tape this, like we're gonna we're gonna record this one on video. And you can tell that you can actually like you put your your whole heart and soul into that yeah. song. Cause I, I remember uh watching a few years ago when Christina Aguilera did uh um, she did this one song kind of acapella with, with piano and everything and she was on her back and she started crying because she started remembering because when she was singing it yeah. it was a reminder of her dad her. that her that's the one thank you such thank an you. incredible it's, and I saw that it was a great music video yeah. so when I saw that and I saw you I was like you can tell that this young woman is putting her heart and soul and yeah. it's a real emotion that's coming out of her Absolutely. when she's singing this song so that's what I saw out of you, you know, and that was just that that was an amazing performance, even though it wasn't an official music video. Yeah, and it wasn't a it was just, you know, we went in and we we had to actually send it to this writer. And we just went in and we just did it three times and picked one, you know, and put it up there really for her. Um, just to have it up there. And I said, okay, fine, I'll just leave it. Because maybe someone will find it and connect to it. And then what would start to happen was when the first single came out at Tommy Boy Warner Brothers, Beanin. Mm -hmm. um, Which we're going to go to that one. I got a question about that. We would take a break in the middle of the show mm -hmm. and I would do Ugly. And I have another song I wrote called Lovable that I have not released. I wouldn't put out there. And then a couple of other ones that are in that vein. And that was always the moment like people would just break down. Like guys, girls, executives, and you know, kids. Like people would come up to me and thank me for performing it. And I was terrified to, to sing that song. Like, well, how could you be terrified? You performed at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> not, not for the singing part. Ah. For the fact that, you know. You were um, putting yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and it's painful for me. Because every time I sing any song, the song takes over. Mm. And I really, like, literally, most of the time, I do not remember what The song possesses you. When I deliver it. Wow, that's an interesting... So there's a lot of pain in ugly. Wow. in a vulnerable state, kicked out of the womb, left here with no plate, and through my dirtiest skin, though everything hurts, dragged through the streets, to the train tracks, my life burns when I was two. I knew that I chose the angel voices in my head. Where did they go? Did they leave me the way? He left me for dead. Did they die from the end word? Or on the train tracks or is it living in me? Until I let it run free. It's the song that can make me remember to see. You're a
Well, I'm curious about one thing, is that the song Fiendin, there's there's a lyric in there where it says, do it how I like it. Okay, I did not write that. <laughs> Fiendin is like... You can't back out now. You said Fiendin, that you write everything, no, so... No, I said no. I'm just For kidding. For this album, I'm just kidding. most of the songs, 90% of the songs yeah. on the album. Yeah. And I walk into this studio... Um, and I see, I meet my producer, OK Laws, Corey Laws, who I love to death. And he plays me this song, Fiendin. And I just like, was like, that's it. Like, that feels like, that's so, I was like made for this song. I was made like, you could let yourself song. go. You could actually be out there. You could actually yeah. break out of the shell that you're yeah. in. So that was the song that kind of like started my journey as as really a commercial pop artist. Yeah, because you, you look you look really like like you were having a lot of fun. Oh, I like love it was that song so much. Yeah, it looked so like a very fun and song. And not only that, but there is a story there is an interesting it was an interesting weekend at the studio because I had been dealing with the same ex that 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 comes up in these records. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with him but I wasn't ready to walk away at that point. And he put me through kind of hell like, while I was at the studio that weekend. Wow. As like, exes usually do. Cut, I'm trying to cut this record. It's going to be my first single. Like, would you just please calm down? I'm not doing anything. I'm not. Be supportive. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> and, uh, like, I didn't even know if I could. I, I, it, was, it was weird because I wasn't, like, connecting <laughs> to it. You know, because I was so caught up in that, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna put that out of my mind and just envision myself with something that, that is like the most amazing, most incredible love in the world. <coughs> and as I'm singing the song, it was like I was letting go of that part of me that was gonna put up with abuse that had been trained to be in an abuse cycle, literally. And, and opened up to something that was realer and, mm-hmm. and truer, that was still passionate, but not like not deviant, you know. And it was an it was an amazing experience, and that's the take that's on that record. Wow. that chapter and then the next day again I wake up and I'm like oh my god we did it let's do one more right we're about to go in and I get a phone call from this guy I'm like oh my god are you kidding me I'm like breaking down crying I'm like how am I gonna be able to say literally I was like I'm gonna write about the most amazing perfect guy in the world and that was Get It Boy, and Get It Boy is on the Sharon 123 soundtrack on Showtime currently. I saw, I saw, I was, I was looking so at that's that, where that song came from. So wow. every single song. And now we're at Runaway, which will be the first single. And that's what I was going to ask. Off of my EP. I'm calling it the Holographic EP. Um, and we're going to unfold it every one, one record every four to six weeks. Preceding that, right before that, next week on Wednesday, we're actually dropping a summer record, and we just shot the video for that. So that's so that's the next video coming out because I noticed that you also were shooting in Times Square, not yeah. too long oh, ago. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with the single. That's that's something very particular that um, 
I have lined up, and it's going to be a common thread throughout the like probably the next three albums. But that'll be the first one, and I'm like, I'm not posting it. I'm not doing anything with it until we release Runaway, wow. um, and that's in preparation for the next two singles, also written with Cecily Wagner and Davis Chris. Wow. So seems like. You have a lot in store for the public. You have yeah, a I'm lot really of cool excited. things coming out. I'm really excited. So, I'm sorry for the roundabout. It's like my mind is like a checkerboard. Like anything you say to me, I'm like, oh, oh, uh-huh. oh, I'm a Gemini too, so that helps. Well, <laughs> with that being said, I'm looking forward to a lot of you know all the projects that you got going on. Yeah, I'm um, really make sure. I mean, you know, with your permission, I'd love to feature some of your music videos on Absolutely. my show. And uh, maybe we could do a follow up again. I mean, this is a beautiful, you know, beautiful, you know, well, a beautiful start. But I mean, I was talking about this area, the beautiful winery. Oh, yeah. This is a beautiful winery. I wouldn't mind having another interview with you. Maybe doing a live performance here at the winery would be fantastic. Awesome. So, you know, that's, that's something cool. that we could talk about later on. Definitely. But, Amanda, thank you so much thank for being so here. Much, and, you know what? Cheers to a wonderful interview. Thank God I didn't have any of this because he was going in with them questions. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. And, guys, we'll see her and we'll see you guys in a bit. Never wanna, never wanna think about us. Thank you very much, Amanda, for being again on the Xander Effect. Looking forward to seeing uh, what the future holds for you and looking forward to some more music from you. In sports, Manny Pacquiao does it again. By split decision, he beat uh, Keith Thurman. By uh, the decision, he got uh, Pac-Man got 115 to 112 in the judges' scorecard, while Thurman got 114 uh, to 113 uh, for his uh, decision. Pacquiao wins the WBA title, and uh, looks like the trash talk that Thurman uh, had against Pacquiao, saying that he was going to retire him for good this time and all this other stuff. At the end of the fight, they showed mass respect for each other, which was uh, which was really classy for both of them to do. And uh, who knows? It's it's, it's crazy because you know Pacquiao is a great fighter. Uh, looks like he hasn't lost his step. I mean, he went twelve rounds. I mean that that's saying something. And it just it just seems to me that he's not done yet. So it, it'll be interesting to see who he's going to fight next. Many people are are saying that they would like to see another Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. I'm not sure if I'm too with that idea, to be honest with you. The last fight they had was a little boring. Uh, Not much going on from either side. Uh, The decision went to Mayweather. uh, Pacquiao lost. And I'm still not too happy about that decision, to be honest with you, but... In the world of boxing, anything can happen. Anything can happen um, at any given moment. And um, who knows? Who knows if Pacquiao is going to continue on? Who knows if Pacquiao is going to fight again? And who knows who Pacquiao is going to fight again? So we'll see. In other sports news, have you ever had a friend that has is a hardcore fan or just will pretty much do like he's they're daring and if you tell them to jump off of a cliff they'll actually do it well well, we you know i actually had an interview with a friend of mine actually uh his name is david leach and uh he did something pretty crazy on his body uh because he lost a bet he's a hardcore kansas city chiefs fan he's from kansas obviously and uh, he showed his true pride um, <laughs> with doing what he did. Check out this interview. I'm here with a local celebrity, uh, David Leach. Dude, 
Good to have you here, man. Love your music. Love Dirty Machine. You guys have an amazing sound, but we're not here to talk about Dirty Machine. That, that'll, that'll actually happen later on. We're here to talk about the infamous champ stamp that yeah. you tattooed on your lower back. Um, you were featured on Jimmy Kimmel, and you had, uh, who was the player that you tattooed on your back? Uh, it's uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Exactly, and he was there on the Jimmy Kimmel show as a guest, and you went there specifically to go ahead and have him autograph uh, your champ stamp, right? That, yeah. that was actually pretty interesting for him to, uh, to be nice enough to go ahead and autograph that. I mean, how, like, you know, you had a lot of help from a lot of your friends people on social media they were tagging yeah. him and jimmy kimmel to go ahead and do this <laughs> i gotta ask you about what possessed you to go ahead and put something so permanent on the lower on your lower back uh man brother you've known me for a long time but i mean growing up in kansas city raytown missouri specifically i was the jackass guy man i mean i was the class clown i was leech man if you said you know run across the road i'd do it so basically no one from my hometown is shocked by this but i'm a diehard chiefs fan we've never had a quarterback to the caliber of Mahomes ever we've always had b string b grade quarterbacks so i i a couple of years ago i went on a rant on facebook and my hometown has my back. They followed my entire LA journey. You know, they love seeing me do what I do. And I went on a rant. I said, "We'll never draft anyone worth a damn at quarterback." And and we drafted Mahomes. And of course, my high school people were like, "You know, you you lost the bet." And I said, "What do you want me to do?" And they said, "We want you to get a tattoo of Patrick Mahomes on your lower back." And it was like a poll on Facebook. People voted where I was gonna put it and. I ended up going to my one of my best friends, Logan Shackelford, and he put it on there, man. I mean, it, it started out as a complete joke, and it went viral. We didn't expect it. Yeah, because I saw like uh, during uh, the season and when the when the Chiefs actually uh, made it all the way to uh, to the to the semis that um you know it was featured all over the news all over your local uh kansas city uh you know your your hometown's news about you tattooing the champ stamp and i remember um on social media you wanted him to to uh sign it then but he didn't i mean he did he respond at all to i mean i saw i saw him briefly in a press conference (laughs) you know mention it about some crazy guy tattooing him on his lower back or something like that i mean was that the only response you got from him or was there more than that you got to keep in mind he's 20 he was 22 or 23 at the time and he had just beaten peyton manning peyton manning's like season record and he's probably thinking, like, this is an accolade that not very many people will ever do. And you're asking me about this dumbass dude's tattoo. He's probably, <laughs> uh, you can see, if you watch the clip, you can actually see it in his face. He's just flabbergasted that they would bring that up at that moment in time, going into the playoffs. It's like, dude, I got bigger things to worry of about. Of all things to ask, of all things to talk about, you know, you're talking about a champ stamp right now. <laughs> I, I literally just threw 50 touchdowns in a season and beat Peyton Manning. And yeah. You're, yeah, so. And, and that's but, what you're asking me. <laughs> but, but he never he never responded to it. And um, so the Kimmel thing, we'll probably, yeah, you probably wanted to touch on how that all. Yeah, that, that's, that was going to be my follow-up question as to, you know, since he didn't answer you then, how did you get in contact with Kimmel's people? How did they put you on the show? I mean, because you were in the front row. Like, you were in the front row, yeah. as we saw in the clip. You were right there in the front. How did that yeah. all happen? Honest to God, man, I, I got no feedback or reactions out of Mahomes or Kimmel from the, from the tweets and the tagging. I basically, I live in Burbank, as you know, I took off work. I drove down to Kimmel with my drummer, Nightmare, who you've met, and we knocked on doors, man. I, I went to the back door, knocked. They told me to F off. I went to the side door. Oh, they wow. told me to F off. It was per, pure determination on my part. And, and persistence. Just, Yes, man. And you know how they do that segment where they ask people on the street dumb questions? Yeah. Yeah. So I found one of the producers with a headset. I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you. And they're like, get away from me. And I said, I need to talk to you. And they said, what? And I lifted up my shirt and they were like, what the (laughs) F? 
they were like, they okay, we got to put you on here. We got no choice now. Well, they couldn't believe it was, they go, that, that's not real. And I said, yes, it is. He's on the show today. I want to meet him. And the next thing I know, they went and got another producer, then another producer, and then the head producer, and then the executive. And all these people were on, all the producers were on Hollywood Boulevard, like, are you, this isn't real. Wow. And I, one, even, one even tried to wipe it off, like it was airbrushed or something. Wow. And, and, and once they knew it was real, I, I, their eyes lit up. And then the next thing I know, me and Nightmare are getting ushered through the back door and set front row and what what you didn't see on tv is nightmares two seats down from me they just put me next to the chief's guy mm -hmm. because you know he was wearing one too but it was <laughs> unplanned unstaged uh they totally rewrote the script for it Mahomes that's such a that's such a wild experience though yeah man just a typical day in la right Mahomes did not know i was going to be there he, he did i mean wow they were so so his so his shock when he saw you and his shock when he actually saw the the tattoo and everything was was legitimate. It was actually like he was just like, oh, my God, this guy's actually here type of reaction. What I think, Pat, what, what I think was going through Pat's head is he probably remembered it from December and probably thought he'd never hear about it again. And the next thing you know, he's on national television on late night talk shows. And then my dumb ass is front row. He probably couldn't believe what he was saying, honestly. <laughs> Dude, if I, I was him, I'd be like, what the hell's going on, you know? <laughs> you know, you know when you have a bad memory and it starts coming back to you? I yeah. He, he was like, that's the dude from Kansas. Why is he in L.A.? Why is he, why is he front row at Kimmel? I, mean, I, I think that was going through his head. I, I love I, Pat, though. I that's awesome. Him. That's awesome, man. And, and it seems like uh, both Kimmel and Pat were both really good sports about the whole uh, situation. You know, they, they, yeah. they gave you your, your time in front of the camera to say your piece. You know, they even had Pat come down, like we saw in the video, to tattoo your back and everything. That was really cool. Did, did you talk to him, like, during commercials or after the show or anything? Oh no, man. He, he's so busy. They, um, I, I luckily, by the grace of God, man, uh, before I stopped the Kimmel, I stopped at a CVS on the way to Kimmel just to get a Red Bull. Right. And I, something told me and Mike, Mike was like nightmare. He was like, you need a Sharpie just in case. And I was like, you think I need a Sharpie? Dude, if we wouldn't have bought that Sharpie, Kimmel would not have held up Mahomes. He wouldn't have signed it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like he would have been like, hey, he would have been like, hey, you want the autograph? You got to come prepared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that that moment was actually more important than the entire thing. That CBS moment, man, a five dollar Sharpie, because he was so busy. As soon as they cut him out of the show, he was escorted out the door and he was heading on his, his schedule, man. So wow. uh, that was clutch on Nightmare's part. It was That's... just I went I went for a Red Bull, man. He was like, eh. There's a Sharpie right over there, man. You That's know? smart. That's smart. Yeah. He, he, he thought, he thought, I mean, like at that, at this point, I think you were probably thinking, um, you know, I, I just, I'm just glad I'm, I'm just going to try to get in there, let alone, you know, have Pat come by and, and autograph it. That's probably the, that was probably the last thing on your mind at that point. Yeah. You know, the grind out here, brother. I was yeah. going down with a, with a 90% fail, 90% fail rate. 10% success rate. I mean, I was going to give it a shot. If not, I was going to go see a movie. You know, I, had, <laughs> I, I took the day off. I, I was like, man, if I, if I get him, I get him. If I don't, I have the day off, you know? So it was just a, it was an amazing moment, man. It was just, um, I, I think, you know, I don't know, man. It just kind of, it made my, it made my year, dude. It was, it was cool for my hometown to put Raytown on the map like that. That's really awesome, man. And, and because of that, I also saw on your social media that you're also involved with a beer company. Yeah, man. It's, so there's a local brewing company in Kansas City called Crane Brewing. And mm -hmm. uh, one of the buddies I went to high school with is pretty high up with them, man. And then now they're, they, they approached me wanting to launch a champ stamp dirty machine beer, man. Wow. It's, um, that, that's huge. The only other person in Kansas City with their own beer line is Tech Nine, man. So I'm, to be up there with that, like to say that, you know, my a dirty machine brew is going to be in, in some stores in Kansas City and the brewing company. It's amazing, man. It's that's a dream come true, man. Like I said, I there's Kansas City and then there's Raytown, man, just like L.A. Burbank. And I'm from Raytown and I, I rap hard, man. And it, it's cool to have 
Raytown get the recognition it deserves, even though it's my dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what, though? If, if, if they represent Tech 9, will there be some sort of a collab between Dirty Machine and Tech 9 in the near future? I hope so. Well, Tech 9 is with Boulevard Wheat, man. Boulevard Wheat's even out here. They're, they're, it's amazing. But Tech 9 really the only like big thing that came out of Kansas City, at least from my area. And we all grew up on Tech 9, of course. But Tech 9 reps Kansas City, Missouri. So there's Kansas City, Kansas, which makes no sense. I don't know, man. That's weird. The it's just all mixed up. Weird. It's all over um, the place. Well, that's yeah. cool, man. I mean, that's that's one hell of a story. And I'm I'm curious, besides that, how much more publicity, how much more attention have you gotten after the Jimmy Kimmel uh, you know, show up? Man, dude, it's um it's everywhere, dude. It's it's almost it's gonna probably hit a million views on ESPN today. I mean, it's getting it's like a nine yeah, because it was on ESPN. I, I noticed that as well. Yeah, man, it, it got everywhere. I mean, Pat Mahomes is now he's the face of the NFL now, man. He's the He's the new wave. And, and now, I don't know if you've seen on my social media, but now people in Kansas City are getting body murals of him. Like, I, I saw that. I saw that. There was, like a, there was like a guy with an entire, like his whole back. I saw that you posted that. And I was like, wow, Dave, what in the world did you start? <laughs> you know what? But they can do it, but there's only one champ stamp that was signed on Jimmy Kimmel. That's damn right. Damn right. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I know you're really busy. I'm sure that you have a lot more. I'm sure you've been interviewed by many other people. You know, thank you so much for taking the time, not, you know, for me to have the opportunity to interview you about this crazy adventure that you had. I mean, that's, that is, that is one hell of a story. And that is one hell of an adventure that you went through, man. Um, in the near future, I definitely want to interview you and the boys of Dirty Machine. I mean, I featured your music on one of my episodes. I like we I said, you know, I, you so hey, hey, it's my pleasure. You guys are an amazing band, and I look forward to you know sitting down with you guys and maybe even playing a little bit of a of a game that I have in store for you guys that you guys might find kind of funny and a little bit disturbing, but I think that's right up your alley anyway. So right <laughs> you yeah. might like it. And for your viewers, if there's anything they can take away from the Kimmel thing, man, is I, I manifested that whole thing, dude. I, I I wanted it. I saw it on my way down to Kimmel. I was picturing what I would say if I was sitting next to Mahomes in the chair or, or with a microphone, man. And I just saw it. I wanted it. I went after it. And I was going to be okay if I failed at it, but I didn't. So, so just visualize whatever, it. Whatever, whoever's watching this, whatever you're doing, it's probably not going to be a champ stamp, but whatever you're doing in life, uh, go after it. Yeah, visualize it and go after it. That's a good message, man. That's a great message. Well, thanks a lot, David Leach. And you know what? We will be seeing you very soon. Thanks for the opportunity, man. I right, love you, brother. See love you too, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, David, for gracing us with your presence on the Xander Effect. Man, I hope I hope that when you're like 80 or 90 and, you know, the tattoos all stretched out and all, you know, nasty, you don't regret that decision because that was pretty wild. A wild story, though, it got you a lot of attention, especially from Jimmy Kimmel, you know, from actually, yeah, it got you attention from Jimmy Kimmel. So, yeah, dude, you, you did you did a really cool uh, <laughs> you did a really uh, cool uh, uh fan support i guess you might say and uh should be really you know that, that that should be really interesting to see what you know if you end up betting and what that bet might be and uh what would you do if you actually uh lose the bet so um but i'm looking forward to you know hopefully sometime in the near future interviewing you and the band dirty machine you guys got great music so We'll uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, we'll keep you posted on that one next time in video game news. Finally, Rockstar. Thank you. After years of wait, the casino update is just two days away. It comes out Tuesday. Rockstar announced it this week. The casino update comes out this Tuesday. So make sure that you are there to, you know, bask in all the glory of getting casinos. I mean, this casino update has everything. You got card games, which includes blackjack, poker. You have slot machines. You have even horse races. Well, they're virtual horse races because obviously, you know, Rockstar is not going to go ahead and like, you know, make actual horses in the horse track, God forbid. 
But um, but yeah, it's about time. There's actually a, a few other features that are in the update, which feature uh, uh um which feature also penthouse suites as well. They mentioned something about Mount Chiliad. Uh, there is also a membership that you uh, get when you get on, when, when you uh, become a member of the Diamond Resort, I believe they call it, is the new casino resort that's in uh, Los Santos. So that should be interesting. Also, um, for any Twitch Prime members, it seems that Rockstar is saying that if you link the account, you also get uh, an additional $1.25 million in uh, in your GTA cash uh, when you log on or when you combine your, when you link your account with Twitch Prime. So for you, for any gamers that haven't linked their account, do it so you could go ahead and get that extra $1.25 million that you're probably going to need because seeing how like all the features that this uh that this new update has you're gonna need the money because it looks like a pretty expensive update i'll tell you that much right now because yeah i saw it and it looked pretty crazy in other video game news PUBG is updating their their maps they're updating everything and actually uh, i have my notes here PUBG will have a backstory along with a revamp to the first map which is uh Ar- Ar- uh Ar- and uh, plus more updates coming up very soon in the near future to all their maps. So all you PUBG players, look out for those because looks like you're getting brand new maps coming soon to PUBG. That's it for the Xander Effect. Thank you very much for watching. Hopefully you guys got a lot of a kick out of everything that happened today. And that is the news in case you haven't heard it. See you next time. What's up everyone it's xander dames here and if you like this video or any of my other videos make sure you hit that subscribe button so that way you guys could get a little bell every time i upload another video and also make sure to follow me on twitter and instagram <laughs>